We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It is June 15th. First of all, happy birthday, Greg Winkler. My father. How old am I? I'm 39. My dad turns 55 today. Happy birthday, Greg Winkler. My dad turns 55 today, Tim. That's crazy. I'm not, that's not, did you, did you, he'd be 16. I'd be, he'd be. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, there we go. Jesus. It could, it could. Just trying to see, hey, 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 I'm just trying to see if you're keeping up, man. <laughs> We got a great show for you today. Oh, a lot of, a lot of voicemails. Okay, that I've been sitting on. Uh, the Carl's Place voicemail line has been on fire. Also coming up, Damon Bruce, formerly of one of the stations in San Fran, and he—it's an Odyssey station—and then he got fired. So, him and I are both—we're we have something in common. And now we're both doing YouTube shows. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, they moved him to Vegas or something. Well, he was at the game on Tuesday night. He was at that A's game. Okay. As one of the 27,000 fans. That, By the way, that it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I don't know if you did. Well, I- it was awesome, but, like, it sucked what had to get there. And it also, as we'll talk with Damon coming up, it sucks that, like, nothing's going to come of it. No, and they're gonna go back to probably like a thousand people now, you know, for the rest. Well, of why the would season. why would you go? Your your owner, there's nothing. Hey, we talk about I, all this. Hey, you've won seven in a row, more than the Brewers have won in a row. No, they lost the other night. Oh, okay. I think. No, they've won seven in a row. Jesus Christ! They well, might. yeah, this is like when we lost to the Heat. Yeah. Now they do play after you and I have taped this. But they have a night game, so we didn't. I don't. Yeah. But either they won seven in a row and then lost, or or they're they're winners of eight in a row. Either way, yeah. Every every win they have makes a. Bru- I mean, they're doing this to the Tampa Bay Rays, guys. That's the best team in baseball. And don't so, forget the first place Pittsburgh Pirates. They did it too. Yeah, and and now the Brewers. Everyone's worried about the Brewers. Hey, we just got swept in a little series, but that's to a first place team too, you guys. So we're fine. We're fine. All right, next show go. Yeah, so so we've lost what six in a row. We're fine. So we're so we're five hundred now. I can't believe that. I didn't think we'd we'd get to this point this year. Honestly, to be five hundred. Maybe you did, but I honestly did not think that the Brewers would reach five hundred. Or possibly even below 500. We'll see what happens this weekend. What was the best they were this year? 15 and six? Uh, nine games over 500. Yeah. 15 and six, April 22. And then they've been hovering. It's really been a slow drip. It's really been a slow drip. They got back over five, uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And then, yeah, and then they've just been on a tailspin. The, as, as your friend Tim Allen would say, the high watermark. Yeah, the high watermark. Now they're off Thursday and then play Friday once again on your favorite Apple TV. Love. I, I think Tuesday's game, like Wednesday's game sucked. 
Tuesday's game sucked. Oh, Tuesday's game. And here's the best part. So, again. We lost 7-5. to five. Devin Williams came in with a two-run lead, gave up, got nobody out, gave up four runs, including the Correa homer. So, I watched that game. So, I didn't know what happened. Because, again, I work overnight, so I can't watch Oh, so it. you don't go and find out. So, I actually sat and watched that game. And in the ninth inning, I was very tempted to go to ESPN.com and be like, all right, we won. And I was sitting there, and I was watching home run after home run fly over. I go, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people watching their TV and said, you got to be kidding me, man. One of the producers is like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the Brewer game. She's like, I just could have told you they lost. Yeah, you're covering the news. What if like news happened? Nothing happened. How do you not know? We have like 40 TVs where I am. Oh, shit. Can we watch the red zone there this summer? If you you want to. Yeah, you want to, we can watch the red zone. I'll have to get clearance with Kevin Holden. Oh, does he does he have like that setup where they just watch all those games? I'm sure he sits there and watches all the games. Plus, I think I think they have access. I I don't think they need red zone. I think they have access to all the games on CBS anyway. Oh, the satellites! You're home for New York Jets football. CBS CBS fifty eight. Do not worry if you want to catch an Aaron Rodgers New York Jets game this year. I guarantee you. However, you know, they do that thing where they don't air if CBS doesn't have the double header. They don't air a game in the same time slot. So if it's the same, same time slot, we won't get it. But well, anyway. they might, I don't know. The, the rules are a lot looser now. Yeah, but I, they don't do it like locally. They won't do it for like a Packer game because no, no one are they going to, are you, is like Holden going to cut promos? I don't know. To say you're Wisconsin home for the New York Jets. <laughs> I mean, they just signed another. They signed Adrian Amos now. That would be funny. Um, All right, let's get back. Is to he going to do the preseason? Yeah, he's doing the preseason for yep. the Jets. No, for the Packers. Oh, you're tell you're you're home for the uh, Spanish Packers. Tell them All right, so play. Tuesday sucked, and then Wednesday was like also bad. How many times did the Brewers strike out in this game? Twelve. It's, I was going to say, it felt like about 10 or 11. Doesn't it feel like, like in the last 10 years, the Brewers have struck out at an enormous rate that's never fixable, no matter who's in charge or there. The Packers have given up like 200 yards a game rushing, no matter who's in charge or on the team. And the Bucks give up like 25 threes a game, no matter who's playing or coaching. Like, how come all of our teams have this one massive problem and none of them can fix it? Well, I mean, we just signed somebody, uh, Tapia. Yeah, he struck out. <laughs> he came. In, he came in and struck out. Yeah, I don't know. That's a. That's a. Uh, what is that? Is that coaching, Bart? Is that coaching? I hate that. So what now? The Brewers—they're going to be I a mean, game and a half. What, what now? A game, a game and a half, two games out, coming in to this series against the per- first-place Pirates in Pittsburgh. What now? They play in a shitty division. That's the only thing I guess I can say. But if, if, if they're in any other division, there's this season's over. Okay, at 500, well, they're definitely – What? let's just look at the National League. At 500, they're seven back in the East, and at 500, they'd be yeah eight back in the West. So wild card is pretty much out of the question. Correct. I mean, there's still well, we're about we're almost at the halfway point. Twenty-three games, right? Twenty-one games. Yeah. Shit. I know. I got a voicemail on the Carl's Place voicemail line from uh Treb. He was at the game. Oh boy. He was at the game on Wednesday. Hey, this is the Bart line. The Treba Nestle, the Nestle at Target Field, being defended. Brewers look really crap. Very uninspired. 
All right, so bad audio, but uh, just proof that somebody we had boots on the ground today. Uh, probably bad because of all the cell service there, all the all the Brewers fans calling each other. But again, I don't know that this is like this isn't like Dunn Club Day. No, no, it's definitely not Dunn Club. Again, if if yeah, yeah, and, and also we're an average team that's hurt. You can't. That can't be an excuse. Are we uh, like? Oh, are we doing this? I, well, I mean, excuses are reasons. Four one four. You can. No, no, it's not. But like, you had John Singleton, and I mean, you you guys on this team that, I mean, you would have never even have thought would have been Brewers in twenty twenty three. And what's his name? John Singleton, Singletary, Singleton. He's off. Singleton over three, two strikeouts. He's batting one hundred three. Yeah, he's deal. off the team come Friday because Winkler will be coming. Winker, Winkler. Thank you. <laughs> I did it again. Winker will be coming back. He's done. I mean, but I don't know. When's Brandon Woodruff coming back? Ever? Uh, yeah, next month. I don't even think that's the problem. The pitching is not the problem. It's the offense. But we knew that, right? Yes, they suck. So what do you do? Do you go out and get a bat? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know your offense sucks. Freeze tweeted something about do you buy or sell. I. They're, they're competing. I don't know. They competed. They were competing last year. They they would have to like lose, like they're five hundred now. Yeah, they would have to be like five under at the end of the month, which would mean they would go like four and nine. If they go if they go four and nine the rest of the month and just can't seem to get it figured out, then maybe we can start looking about all right, what actually is the best course for this team? And what I said at the beginning of the year was if if uh, at the All Star break or the trade deadline, if if they're competitive. Keep Willie another year. Keep Burns. Go make your decision about the next two years here. But if they're out of it, like, and and they want to trade all these pieces, I mean, we traded an all-star closer. We were in first place last year. So do you trade all three if they're out of it? If you're out of it, come another month? If you're five, six games out? Well, what are you trying to, like, what's the goal? I don't know. And do you start to is is the stadium thing going to linger enough where you want to you want to be playing really good baseball whenever you're going to ask the state for money? Just like WWE's looking for a new contract, that's why Seth Rollins is going to defend his title next week against Braun Breaker on NXT because they're trying to pump up every show. So when you ask for money, you should be at your best. Don't go don't go botch a project and go ask your boss for a raise that day. Do it after you just got a five hundred thousand uh, new uh, piece of business. If you're going to do that, then you just got to keep everybody and say, and "Say, you know what? This is a bad year. We'll try again next year." Maybe you know, I've never asked for a raise. Add a couple pieces. That's because I'm in a business where there's no. You have no self worth. <laughs> God, right. you're worth. I did ask for gas money once, and I got declined. Okay. At a job, yeah. Then, then if 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 that's the reasoning, then you just yeah you take your lumps this year and you try again next year. But I don't know. I mean, the, the teams are only going to get better, and the pirates. Listen, the pirates. We're almost halfway through a season. The pirates aren't going anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not going. So, well, I might go. Oh no, we're not in Pittsburgh. I said we're in Pittsburgh. We're at home. I might go Saturday. What time's that game at? Three o'clock. Yeah. Okay. With my boy. Oh, am I your boy? I'm your boy. Yeah. No, you're my son. Oh. Okay. Me and Dan Needles are bringing our sons. I'm bringing you, and he's bringing Brett and Tosa. Well, no, then I'm bringing Ted Davis. <laughs> yeah, no. 
but yeah, that's the thing. Can we even get mad about this loss? I mean, it's just sports. Yeah, you can get mad. It's just it's very frustrating. You would expect I don't know what to I don't know what to say anymore. Well, the I did say broken this, Tim on June fifteenth. I did say this team is going to make the playoffs. So, no, I think you guaranteed it. I think you said you'd cut off your dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the one always cutting off. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I love you. Yeah, let's see what they do this weekend. Maybe we can regroup and regather. And talk I uh, reloaded a happy place hemp. Nice. I got the big. I, I took a THC. Oh. And I got the big nine nights. And I got the big Delta eights. Nice. So I'm like. You're ready. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Ready to just, you know, cause uh, you know, you know, your boy, see, this is, this is the thing too. I got to be chasing the right stuff. I drank a little too much the other night and that's where I'm putting on these calories. Cause I'm, you know, I'm throwing in hot dogs in the microwave for 15 seconds just to get a little cold. Cause I can't, I can't wait one more second. I don't even care if it's that hot. I just need food in my belly. I, I think you need to also like take it to some of your, you know, friends, people who are, you know, maybe a little hesitant be like, here, try this, try it, you know, and then make, I'm going to drive cool. around in a, in, in a van and park all summer long and be like, come on in here, free gummies and see what people do. <laughs> Down by the lake. I mean, at 25% off promo code BART, happyplacehemp.com, it's basically free. Gotta love that code. Pat McAfee's kind of pissing me off. Who do the Brewers play after Pittsburgh? Are they still? Can you just say champions? Does he have to say chompdowns? Who do the Brewers? This guy's got a brand. What? Do you have a schedule in front of you, or do you? I absolutely do. Yeah, all Who time. Do they play after Pittsburgh, are they still home, or is this? Uh, the Brewers haven't announced it, but Marvel announced it. There's going to be a Marvel night in August. Okay. So I, I'm breaking that news. Nobody knows that. All right, breaking news. Uh, can I break it on the TV? Yeah. It's going to be August 22nd. Brewers haven't announced it yet. Breaking news. Uh, who they play after the Pittsburghs? Yeah. Are they home still? Like, is this just a quick three-game homestand? No, well, they welcome in the Arizona Diamondbacks, including a day game on Wednesday. Who's in first place? Mm-hmm. And then they go to Cleveland. Okay. See, maybe that's why I say Goodland. Cleveland. Cleveland. Do you guys say Cleveland or Cleveland? It's Cleveland. Yeah, that's why I was saying Goodland, like Goodland. Goodland. Not Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Yeah, but that's why I was doing that. I was Cleveland. Goodland. But it's Goodland. Goodland. Then they go to the then they go to the Mets. Whew. And then Pittsburgh. But we swept the Mets earlier this year to start the season. At so home. that's a hey, that's a three city. Three-team road trip. You know uh, the Brewers hate those. In, in different time zones, too? Three different time zones? Or? No, all East Coast. Okay. And then we've got the Cubs and Reds at home. And then it's All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's only two more homestands till the All-Star break. Look at that. Get your get out now. Yeah. Plenty of good seats. Uh, let's actually uh, bring in Rick Schlesinger. Rick. Uh, yes, we've got this great deal. We are, uh, we are. Uh, beers are going to be beers are going to be seventeen dollars and ninety five cents to honor the nineteen ninety five Brewers. <laughs> All right, love you. All right, go Brewers. Hey, and go nineteen eighty two team. Damon Bruce will join us, and then we'll do some voicemails. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Damon Bruce is... I don't know how much we're alike, but I think maybe a little, but we're also doing like the exact same thing. And so we were handsome for- devils. I mean, that's for sure. We're handsome. Look at this. Look at how handsome these two guys are. My God. How did they ever have radio careers? They should be on movie screens. <laughs> When's the uh, last time you didn't have your beard? Oh man. I've had, well, look at it this way. I've had the goatee for like 25 years yeah. and the beard for at least, 18 20 years now so it's yeah i'm i'm way too fat to shave i mean that's, that's the way yeah. I, way too I, fat I don't to like shave. my chin so i my wife's never seen me without a beard so my wife and i many years ago we were going to mexico and the day before we left i thought i would surprise her and i came out clean shaven she looked at me like she was ready to call a divorce lawyer. I swear, yeah. She's like, what have you done? Who's this man in my house? I'm like, well, don't worry. It's going to grow back. She's like, not fast enough. It won't. She's like, I got to go on vacation with fat pork face. Like, <laughs> well, how was it? How was the vacation? She found a new man. And the entire the time without my beard. I got to be honest with you. I did. I, I, every time I caught myself in the mirror, I'm like, who is that guy? Well, you look good. Thank you. You too. Which was the point of all of this. Look how good we yeah. look. Yeah. And then beard talk. <laughs> uh, I love the name. So Damon Bruce, not plus Damon Bruce plus plus already great marketing. Thank you. Uh, which I love. He's doing his show every day out in the San Francisco area, the Bay area, which I've been to and I've ridden the Bart, my namesake. So I feel really, there I you go. Like I know you're, I know your brother who works yeah. with the Warriors, obviously. And look, I mean, look, everyone, since this is your show, they know who you are. They do. Let, let me tell everyone what I think of you. I think that you are one of the most talented broadcasters in the game today who, like me, got laid off by a company that just decided we can't afford to pay people anymore. And you pivoted to this brand new space and I have watched you from afar. I've admired your resiliency. Wow. And now I'm trying to be just like, like Bart Winkler when I grow up. Like I'm trying to figure out some of the things that you're already figuring out. And so let's let's go forward together on this new adventure. I think we got the talent. Like I said, the looks are spoken for. And, um, and you're a really good guy and you're a hard worker. And I think that that's two things that we can both lean on. Well, you've been doing it maybe a quarter of the time I have, and you have like five tons of followers on YouTube. So well, I hope I'm, to be you someday. Stop it. Stop it. I'm, I'm a really big deal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you because we're in this kind of space together, and it's very like alluring to not to be your own boss, but then you also got to make it work. And then that's like dependent on the people that, like the only reason that I thought this would work, to be honest, is um, our our radio signal was so bad that people were used to getting me on a phone anyway. Right. So nobody listened to our signal on AM. I mean, we were there, but it was so bad that I figured, all right, if I can get a handful of people to come and I've been satisfied and I think that we're just trying to, again, make it grow, give people a a different space. And, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if the other stations, uh, pardon my French, weren't so goddamn shitty. Here's the thing. There's a lot of competition whose ass looks kickable, right? So um, I I certainly was doing much of that kicking when I was on terrestrial radio. And now this is just a new spot. And, you know, the the way that I, I explain it is simply this. The biggest radio station in the world, whatever the answer is, is congratulations. That's officially biggest, the biggest radio station in the world. Whatever that station is, that station is this. The internet is this, is this, Mm -hmm. is this massive pie that radio can't even pretend to be a part of. And we are sitting on a shift 
in the way people consume media that is unlike any exodus from one media to the next since basically like there was no radio and then there was a radio. Everyone went from there was nothing to listen to to everyone was now, you know, you had a radio and this is, you know, black and white 1930s America, right? You know, this is a really, really long time ago. The migration to YouTube, to TikTok, to content creators, it's what's killing network television, cable companies. So radio doesn't stand a chance if TV is being affected by this. So, you know, we were kind of both forced into this new reality. Yeah. But I think 10 years from now, when we look back on that moment where we were forced from one thing into another, I think we're going to look at it as, as maybe even a blessing in disguise. And I'll never be happy with being laid off with the number one show in Northern California. If you had ever told me like, here's how it's going to end for you, Damon, here's how you're going to get it one day. I would have never, never said that. I would have been like, well, I said something, I pissed someone off. I pissed the team off. Like all of those things were totally in play, but being suffocated by my own success and longevity. Like I never really quite had that one on the bingo card. So here we are, and I'm sure like you, there are days, you know, I just said this on, on a show that I just wrapped up before you and I sat down today. There are some days where I totally feel like I am captain of the USS future, and I am soaring out into the ocean on this huge ocean liner that is pivoted towards the future. And there are other days where I feel like one man in a rowboat in the middle of the ocean. And who am I kidding? You know, I mean, there's a lot of doubt that comes with pivots. Oh yeah. And uh, you just got to keep going through it when you know, your stuff is good. Like when you know, you're good, it's like a, it's like a rapper, right? Like there's a ton of people who think that they can rap and they try to freestyle, but who's actually really good at this. There's no middle. It's it's very high days and then very right. very low days. I so, think I can rap. I think I can rap. I really yeah, yeah. here we go. Yes. Give me a give me a rap about John Fisher, the A's owner. Well, so it's going to be uh sent with a you know parental advisory sticker on my cover of my John Fisher album because I'm not even gonna say uh, pardon my John friends. Fisher always out for a buck. John Fisher, greasy slimy fuck. How about that? Can I use that? I mean, can I can I just steal that from you? Because that well, is well, you just gotta rhyme buck with fuck. Dude, dude this is this is the single worst owner that has not been directly attached to the concept of former color line in sports racism. I mean, outside of racist owners, John Fisher is the single worst owner in the history of American sports. He has intentionally sabotaged his team and his fan base in order to literally enact the plot of the movie Major League to get relocated. And you're wearing the shirt that people were wearing Tuesday. There was like 27,000 people, the reverse boycott. The shirt just simply says sell. There were great time chants and it like, everybody got captivated by it because the atmosphere is like nothing we've ever seen before, at least in TV. And, and you were there. And I think what sucks about this whole situation is you have an owner that is trying to, and this is branch like this whole year. All I've been thinking about is how we go so crazy for these sports, but all they are, are pieces of property owned by individuals that, you know, started not even on third base, but started like halfway to home. And so we're just left to be at their whim. And if a guy wants to move and sees more money elsewhere, he can move. And I'm thinking, well, what can the A's fan do? Because you don't want to go, you don't want to support your team because they're moving anyway. You don't want to like be, ah, this sucks because they're moving anyway. And so at least like if they are going to die or move or whatever, I think Tuesday's like, that's going to go down. That'll be remembered for a long time what you guys did. It's a catch-22. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You don't want to give any money to someone who's literally robbing you blind. And you don't want to be disloyal to your team either that you wanted to ride or die with. You know, it's really a tough situation. And the most frustrating element of it all, Bart, is, you know, John Fisher, like all billionaires, can so insulate himself from any 
forget about criticism, forget about media questions. Like this guy, he'd have to hold up today's San Francisco Chronicle for me to even believe he's really still alive. I mean, there's almost no proof of life on him. He is so in his inherited from his daddy, Ivory Tower, that there's no there's no amount of how, how do you shame the shameless? Yeah. You know, you, you, there, there is no amount of last night, which was well, Tuesday night was just dripping in symbolism. There's no amount of symbolism that'll ever reach John Fisher. He's not in the symbolism business. He is in the, I don't care how many families' memories I have to destroy, past, present, and future, so I can go from ultra-wealthy to ultra-ultra-very-wealthy. It's not like this guy needs to go ahead and figure out a way to feed his family and who, who gets hurt in the process. Well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. No, this guy is going from... I sleep in a 15-bedroom mansion to I sleep in a 16-bedroom mansion. I mean, that's it. That's all he's going to accomplish with this move, and there's no amount of baseball fans' tradition or loyalty that even computes with him. This is what happens when wealth is inherited and not earned. And we see time and time, and again, the example of massive greed being the only thing that people understand. And that's why Nevada has had votes that were a clear no, bought, turned into yes, which the legislature is now going to apparently do what it can to get in bed with this monorail salesman. And wait until you see what a lackluster product is truly delivered to Las Vegas when it's all said and done. You know, the the Pittsburgh Pirates always said, all we need is a new ballpark, and boy, we're going to be competitive. The Milwaukee Brewers, if I could paint in the colors that you're used to, used to make this claim, too, with Miller Park. And look, Milwaukee has had moments of certain respectability since Miller Park opened, but it has not changed the competitive nature of the franchise in such an extreme way that they don't remind us of, like, the old Milwaukee Brewers. You know, I mean, Robin... I mean, you should see the lineup that they put out. Uh, yeah, you're right. So I, I truly believe that when... Vegas opens their arms for John Fisher's monorail. He'll run it right up their ass and wait until you see a lackluster team that he is now. Cause here's the thing. His draw is going to be, we're the baseball team in Las Vegas. So come on in for competing fan bases. And don't we have a nice stadium? And then of course, whatever about that stadium becomes unnice state of Nevada is going to be on the hook for that. Like, the state of Wisconsin is finding out for the new roof that they say they need on used to be Miller Park, right? What is it now? America Family First Field, whatever it is. Just terrible. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So it's um, it's grotesque, Bart. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to say it. Um, <laughs> Could this have like, because he's on the team for 20 years almost. If when When you see, when you see, your team going down this path, like, I don't know. The Brewers, we, we always say that Mark Antonazio is cheap, but I, he'll never move the team. Like, he, I don't want a new owner. He right. ain't moving the team. So, he doesn't is there anything that like, A's fans could have? Milwaukee. What's that? He doesn't detest the people of Milwaukee no, and wouldn't no. even pee on them to put them out if they were on fire. That's John Fisher. John Fisher wouldn't open up a sprinkler to put you out if you were on fire. That's how little he cares about anyone other than himself. Could, could A's fans have done anything? I mean, would would 2,000 more fans a game have done? Like, this was this inevitable? This was intentional sabotage. A slow burn of eroding the faith in a fan base and a community that has been 20 years in the making. It was easy to sneak past people. It was easy to sneak past people in real time. But when you look back at it, when you now see it all in the 2020 that is afforded only to hindsight, uh, you can start to see the chessboard and how he played it and how he eroded confidence and blamed others. I used to be on the flagship station of the Oakland A's. And boy, the Oakland A's went so far out of their way to try to take and lay all of the blame of anything that went wrong with them on us, on the radio station. Meanwhile, 
I would be doing my afternoon drive radio show, getting great ratings. The A's would be on the East Coast taking on the Tampa Bay Rays, which is a game that you know only a mother could love. And the ratings would literally dip to zero. Take my, you know, four and a half, five and a half, whatever the whatever my really good rating was, and reduce it to zero. And then when we wouldn't really talk about the Oakland A's because no one was listening to them because they weren't even bothering to field a competitive team, you know, people got angry at us. Well, you're not talking about them enough. What do you need to know? You got the lowest payroll in baseball for the sixth year in a row by an owner who takes a single drop of talent and trades it away as quick as he can and doesn't even participate in free agency to this day. Eric Chavez's $66 million contract is the biggest contract that the A's have given out to a player that they were developing. It was Eric Chavez, $66, $68 million, whatever it was, years ago. Man. You pay utility infielders that these days. The the problem, I think, is like – I think people thought it was cool what happened Tuesday. And I sympathize with Oakland a lot because they lost the Raiders. They lost, they're losing the A's. They, I mean, the Warriors moved. I mean, that counts. Stops that counts. Away, but it hurts. That it counts. Hurts. I think, yeah. I think that counts. There was somebody and, but like across the country, there's going to be, a, there's another thing we can do in Vegas. You know, Vegas is like, if you're going to move a city, I mean, people, I, they don't want their team to move, but I think there's also fans around, like, I'll, I'll bring up one uh, tweet from a, another person in Milwaukee. He tweeted this two months ago. I won't say his name, but he knows who he is, and people can tag him in the comments. Uh, he said, having a baseball team on the strip will be amazing, plus the Coliseum is a dump and not worthy of an MLB team. Also, and this was the one that I just can't – I can't believe anyone – this guy's in this guy's been in sports for 30 years. Fans in the Bay Area still have the Giants. Is, is that how easily it works? That, I'm like telling if, you, if nobody understands. People, people think Bucks, that you guys all root for the same teams. Right. If the Milwaukee Bucks folded tomorrow, at least you could root for the Chicago Bulls. They're not far away. Like who's, who's writing that? Well, some, yeah, it's the dumbest thing I ever said. Um, I've so, heard. I mean. So here's the deal. There are some elements of truth there. The Coliseum has become a dump. They could have turned it into a great dive bar, but they didn't even bother doing that. Like they I've never to- seen and being there the one time I've never seen a building made up of such a high percent of concrete. It's very like concrete. The conc- it's it, so weird. It is. Uh, it, they wouldn't be building that if they were building it right now, they would go in a much different direction, shall we say. But it was that multi-purpose stadium that then really was ruined when the Raiders returned and they built Mount Davis, which took away the view of the mountain range. Mm -hmm. And like there was an element of it's pretty enough to be a baseball field in here that was sort of ruined by the Raiders. And then you had the Raiders and the A's going back and forth of who was standing in whose way of getting a new stadium. And that was a ridiculous debate. Which now they're both going to be gone. Ground everything into the mud. And and the other element that your writer, whoever wrote that, did say, you know what? Baseball in Las Vegas might be totally awesome. Maybe it is. Maybe they totally crush it. Maybe they figure out a way to turn it into the one thing that you want to do instead of going to another Cirque du Soleil show or go to the Spearmint Rhino, or, you know, like whatever, like whatever you do in Vegas. You know, you want to go to the game tonight? Yeah, tickets are available. They're not going to skin us alive because it's only a 3,000 seat theater. So, yeah, we can go to a baseball game. We can have a little fun. Let's drink some beer. Let's have a hang out on a warm summer night. Um, if it's not too hot in Las Vegas to hang out on a warm summer night outdoors or whatever they're going to do with a canopy or roof or whatever. But what Vegas doesn't understand and where I don't get why this is being lost on them. Why get in the business with John Fisher, who has proven himself to be devoid of good business practice? Why not just wait for the expansion team that you are guaranteed to get? Look at the Golden Knights who won Tuesday the Stanley Cup in the sixth year of existence. Like, it's hysterical that if the A's actually Bart moved to Las Vegas, they're going to be the third most popular team in Vegas the same way they were the third, fourth, fifth most popular team here in the Bay Area. The, it's, it's, there, it's a then, then, hopefully, yeah, it's it's a Knights town. It's a Raiders town. 
you know, just because football is king and they'll still be, you know, they'll be behind Cirque du Soleil as well in terms of attractions that people want to go to. Vegas and baseball might be beautiful business partners. So why wouldn't you reserve that for your own homegrown expansion team, which your locals will love a lot more than the imported to their fourth city vagabond A's? Like it, it, that's what makes the least amount of sense to me. Is there, so there would be like baseball is going to expand at some point. I think so. What, what I do too. So best case scenario Oakland gets a new team, but are, are the prospects on that not like nobody thinks that's Look, happening. I think when you start losing the concept of professional sports in your city to say that you are ripe to be an expansion city <laughs> is probably wishful thinking, right? I mean, yeah. I, I I hate to say it. I, I Look, Oakland has its challenges, challenges that mirror the challenges of many other major American cities and challenges that are unique specifically to Oakland indeed. There is a fan base. There is a huge population sitting in the East Bay that if they were ever catered to, it could have worked. I mean, it really could have worked. Look at the, look at what the Golden State Warriors did. The Warriors, even when they sucked, would sell out Oracle Arena, New yeah. Oakland Arena, whatever it was called at the time. The team that needed to leave the least was actually the first out of the city because Joe Lake had bought them and wanted to build a brand new thing in San Francisco, and he had the political will and capital and muscle to get that done. John Fisher doesn't have the political will capital to get anything done. And look at the clown show presentation that has been going on in the Nevada legislature, which, again, Votes were not earned; they were purchased. So, well, that's America, Damon. Yes, darn tootin, darn tootin. Hey, one Warriors one for you. Sure. And I don't have in like my brother won't tell me. I have learned nothing ever from him because it's the most traceable source ever. Like if I just if I if I just started one day being like, hey, you know what? I think an extension might be in line for. Well, where did where did that? Oh, Bart's. Brother. You know, this guy in Milwaukee <laughs> who just happens to be related to one of our PR game night staff guys here in the Bay, he sure has a lot of inside information on the Oakland. Here's the thing. Get it from your brother and then feed it to me. Oh. How okay. about that? Huh? Yeah. No, he listens <laughs> to this. So he, no, he, but look, he, here's okay. the thing. Your, your brother's really good at what he does because in a world where information is currency – he knows when to talk and he knows when to keep his mouth shut. I and tried to get so much out of him out of that punch. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. Sure. Probably never even saw it on ESPN or even heard about it or talked yeah, he's about hearing, it. Yeah, he's hearing about it now. What punch? But I think uh, I Bob Myers, that's what I want to ask you about. He's stepping down because he doesn't want to break up the team, right? That's That's the thing. I think there is an element of he doesn't want to be the bearer of bad news. I think there's also another element, Bart, where he realizes like he has been to the mountaintop. He has summited Everest. There's nowhere really to go but down. How quickly you yeah. go down will be dependent on, you know, the next two, three years worth of decision making. But, you know, at best, they got one more NBA finals appearance in the Steph Curry era, really to be considered a realistic goal and i just think that bob is a guy who's been really burnt out by working for joe lacob which is a bear i think he's been really burnt out by the degree of success that they've enjoyed again if you think it's hard to be a bad team try coming and living with the pressure of being the most important team in the nba for a decade like that's a lot of pressure it really truly is um i just think he was burnt out i don't well, think he's 48 he was only so take five years off, then the Warriors are going to suck again and then come be the savior again. That's what I would do. I've heard there are bigger things out there than just an NBA future for Bob Myers, and that's what's got him thinking, all right, I am going to take a little time off and then come back in for the – Like, how are we talking like U.S. flag lapel pin kind of stuff? N no. I'm talking about I mean the 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 rumors that I've heard attached to Bob Myers go in every single direction. Like I've heard Amazon wants to bring him in to run Amazon Sports. I've heard oh, that shit. 
when Peyton Manning did a few podcasts with him, he was so enamored and blown away by Bob Myers. He basically said, do you want to be the CEO of Omaha Productions? Like right on the spot. Uh, I have heard that Bob Myers might start his own talent agency, that he might be handed the entire sports division of CAA, if not being handed CAA oh as God. an agency here you go, Bob, you're running it now. You're the most powerful agent of the most powerful. You, you run the most powerful agency in the world in terms of entertainment and sports. Like I, Bob Myers options go to infinity. So whatever he wants to do next, the door will be held open for him to do that. And if it's as simple as, well, I'm going to go run the Clippers and take Steve Ballmer's big paychecks, or I'm going to come back and work for Joe Lacob again. Like I'd be really surprised if that were it. Maybe he'll use his downtime to start a YouTube podcast like us guys. I mean, it's the future. Why not? He'd be crazy to not get in the game. No, look, I think that there is a a media profile waiting for him out there. He's a charmer, man. I mean, Bob Myers, is he, he's not just a charmer in terms of that was phony. Like, he really knows how to connect with people. It's probably his single greatest attribute as a general manager, the way that he made people feel, the way that he communicated. Um, He's a special guy. I bet your brothers even told you about the Bob Myers handshake. So the Bob Myers handshake not only comes with a full-on handshake, but you also get the hand on your shoulder as he's doing it. I mean, he that's his move. And the minute Bob Myers does that, can you do that still in 2023? No, you can do that still in 2023 if you're Bob Myers <laughs> and you get away with it and you're like, man, this guy's really like we're connecting. <laughs> you're like, like you're like, there's, Dad, there's a relationship. Yeah, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a great relationship with your dad. Oh. I want a new I want this guy. Exactly. Yeah. My my dad never shook my hand and touched my shoulder at the same time. Bob's doing that right now. <laughs> and it, it's uh it, it, the guy is legit. He really is. He's legit. You, you want to dicker over what draft picks you do or did not like. You want to talk about the free agent move you did or did not like. That's all on the table. But as a person, there's no debating Bob Myers' value to any organization. And I'll tell you, he is savvy enough to where, if you said, if he wanted to put on that lapel pin, he could do that too. He could absolutely be a politician that appealed to both sides I think. And that's a that's a rare talent these days. Everyone is so extreme one way or another. Bob offers up this very moderate, down the middle, reasonable approach that in a world of extremism is intoxicating. So um, but I don't think politics are in his future. There's 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 not enough money in that to lure Bob out of what I'm sure will be a very brief retirement. Damon Bruce. Damon, Bruce, Plus, Good to talk with you, man. It was great to talk with you, Bart. I do. I have a ton of admiration for you. And I'm going to tell you, forget about subscriptions. Subscriptions, subscribers, that's just, that's just a bumper sticker you put on your... That's just a dick measuring contest. Time spent listening, time spent watching clicks. That's what matters. So don't worry about subscribers. Just put out great content. And people will find you. And that's all you've ever done in your career. That's why people know where well, you no, are I mean, now. I have a lot. I'm just saying you have more. I'm not, I'm, I don't. You like do. More. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, th- that's the things. But, but don't, e- that's not even the this metric. This isn't just going up to my, you're making it sound like this is just going up to my family. I want to say hello to Mr. and Mrs. Winkler. Thank you so <laughs> much for watching. No, you're the best, man. You're really, really good at what you do. Uh, I appreciate you too, Damon. Having, having the opportunity to come on with you. And boy, the minute we got a story coming out of Milwaukee the minute we got 49ers Packers or Warriors Bucks going on again you're the first guy I'm going to turn to not just because we're friends and friendly but because I know you got the inside dope man and that's what my that's that's what my audience needs the uncut Colombian Milwaukee dope and you know how to sell it oh yeah I'm high on that shit (laughs) thanks Damon (laughs) thank you Bart you take care hey did you guys know that if you go to omahasteaks.com and type Bart in the search bar, you can get a package for 99 bucks. Thanks to the promo code Bart. B-A-R-T, omahasteaks.com. I, I hope you got your steaks for Father's Day.
he's going to want uh, – dad's going to want to grill on Sunday. You know, you know what the perfect dad day is? Out back with a tenderloin listening to Bart Winkler on CBS Sports Radio. I'll have a good show Sunday. I'll actually prepare a little harder. Not that I didn't last week. Um, I kind of didn't like my show last week. I had a lot of like first paragraphs written. And a lot of times I feel like I can have a first paragraph written of not even written, but an idea. And then, uh, you know, I can talk off there with experiences and thoughts and there's enough rattling around in my brain. What kind of threw me off was we got kicked off the air. I was telling you this, my voice got too loud and the Comrex system we use went into self-defense mode and disconnected me. I thought it was being, thought it was being attacked because my levels were too hot. I'll try to fix that. I do have a good amount of voicemails. Um, I don't want to play them all here, but I do want to play a couple. 402-915-BART is the number that you can call. 402-915-BART-2278. I got one here from Hot Take Jake. Regarding the NBA championship and some of our other favorite former media members. Hot take Jake. Hey Bart, it's me. Um sorry I didn't make it into the show last night after the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. I'm uh, assuming that there was a Winkler after dark. Um I admitted I totally just forgot. And it went to bed after the game. But first things first, haters, weep, weep, weep. Jokic and the boring Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship, and rightfully so, for them being the best team in the NBA this year and having the best basketball player in the world. Cry all you want into your ESPN and your Twitter. There's nothing you can do about it. So, anyways, I'm listening to today's podcast, today being Tuesday. And I needed to call. I'm, I'm a couple minutes into your rant about Dan Needles and Ted Davis. And I didn't want to forget to call because this was important to me. And that, um, it just makes me appreciate you that much more, Bart. You are 100% correct in the things that you're saying. Yesterday we found out not only is local radio guys, not only are they awful at their job, are they lazy, but they also apparently love to sit in rooms together and smell their own parts. So, um, it's really, really um, cameras at home how important you are to this market part. So I hope you keep on doing what you're doing as long as you possibly can because you are the Milwaukee sports savior. So that's all I got for you, buddy. Uh, keep up. Keep fighting a good fight. And we'll talk to you soon. Jake, I already like you. Uh, you don't need to pour it on that thick. But I appreciate that you do. And if you ever like that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've played most of the voicemails. I may have missed one or two over the time, but if you ever want to guarantee that one gets played, just talk about how great I am. 402-915-BART. Carl's Place brings you the voicemail line. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. A lot of people, a lot of people. I'm, you know, I'm t- I was at the uh, gas station the other day and I was pumping up my uh, new ride and uh, someone came up to me and says, aren't you uh, from CBS Sports Radio? And I go, yeah, how, how do you know? Do you listen on on the station here? No, they don't play it on the weekends. They play Beck UL, but I get you on the Odyssey app. Hey, uh, what do you um, what do you think about um, – fuck, I totally forgot where this dumb-ass bit was going. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah, June. What do you think about the uh, – what do you think about the weather this month? You believe it's June? It's more like a March. <laughs> I thought I thought spring started. I thought summer started. And I said, yeah. As a matter of fact, that's why you need a golf simulator in your basement um, or a garage or another room, so that you don't have to be dependent on the weather if you have bad months like this. And the guy said, I didn't say anything about golf, but that sounds like a great idea. And then I gave him the link, which you can also find it bartwinklershow.com oh god vincent in anaheim okay hey what's up bar vincent in anaheim uh yo man hey i, I barely catch it up 
Uh, shout out the Sparks guy for the shout out. Uh, you know, I, I I just got done listening to the May 16th episode. Spark guy shouted me out. It's actually June, uh, what, June 10th or June 11th right now? <laughs> June 12th, my bad. So, you know, it's not 4th of July yet, Spark guy, but it's all good. Uh, you know, and uh, shout out to Tony in Texas. Yes, our Arlington Renegades got the job done. XFL champion. You know what I mean? But hey, man, just want to send a shout out, man. I've been falling way behind. I'm even behind in my, you know, my Brewers post game with Tim Allen over there on the other side. You know what I mean? But keep, keep up with the good show, man. That whole rant you had, that whole episode you had after the Bucks lost, it was fucking entertainment. It sucked. You know what I mean? But, you know, Miami's going to get taken out by Denver, like I always thought. Um, <laughs> this is so old. Also, man, the, the Packers draft, uh, draft show, oh, my God, it was comedy. I loved it. It was great sports talk. Hell, yeah, all sports. And it was just great comedy, man. So keep up the good work. Uh, Bart, man, you do your thing. I'm glad you're doing your whole Brewer uh, post game or Brewer game or, like, Monday show to talk about brewers that's cool the brewers do deserve some love even though they're, they're behind one game now because the stupid ass Oakland athletics decided to show up and play uh but it's all good i believe in the brew crew you know shout out to everybody on this show uh i gotta catch up soon all right i'm on may 17th show so you know i can't wait to all the hey and, and keep up that making fun of uh Bill Michaels, man that's just comedy <laughs> how, you, how you doing how you feeling you know and then the whole Chuck thing, I love the old episodes of you and Chuck. Like I said, you guys had a great show. That whole dynamic of you guys either going at each other or agreeing, man, it, it is comedy, man. So keep it up, man. Shout out to all everybody on the show. And Jim Shea, you know, go Brewers. And we'll see what happens. All right, man. Peace. Well, there was certainly a lot there. And uh, I look forward to his next voicemail. I do enjoy Vincent and Anaheim. He could just say, no, I'm going to listen to the latest episode. But the man wants to know all of the lore and all of the continuity with each episode. Which callers are feuding now? Uh, does, does he even know that Tim has a job yet? Shit, I don't even think Tim started his job based on the episodes that he's at. Oh, he's, he's, in, for a, he's in for quite a surprise. This is great. Uh, I got Matt in the Falls. Hello, Bart. Uh, this message is actually for Paul. Uh, hi, Paul. Uh, this is Matt in the Falls. Um, generally a pretty big fan of your work and your appearances on the Bart Winkler Show. I think you do an amazing job. But I have to say that I fucking hate your stupid-ass fake bucks trades that involve, like, trading a 33-year-old player for a 23-year-old player and involving a first-round pick from the next decade. It's like none of these are even remotely realistic or possible. There's no point in talking about them. There's no point in thinking about them. It's just it's pure nonsense, and I wish you would come up with some better topics because I know you're more than capable of it because uh, you do it every week. So let's, let's scrap the dumbass fake trades and maybe talk about some realistic stuff. Love you. Bye. People forget Matt in the Falls did host an episode of mm -hmm, mm -mm once. Uh, Paul Paul loves the NBA, and he probably watches more NBA than many people I know. He has League Pass. Uh, he'll get that. He'll watch like the Timberwolves and the Thunder and these you know Spurs and you know the Nuggets. Everyone's like, oh, we don't know about the Nuggets. Uh, Paul knew about the Nuggets. Paul loves the NBA. He loves watching basketball. Paul also loves not just rooting for the games, but rooting for the ledgers like the books and the trades and the qualifying offers and the sign and trades. This is the time of the year where if you hacked Paul's phone, whether it's text to me or his buddies or his wife or his parents, at least 25% of the text conversations will revolve around someone sign and trade. And it's not always just the bucks. The guy loves trades. And, uh, and, and he can respond more in kind, I suppose next week. 
if he chooses to. Here is Bucky Boyd. Art, Bucky Boyd, checking in here. Um, just catching up on the Winklerverse after uh, a week in Europe. Your June 9th episode was exceptionally triggering, triggering, particularly your soccer or football, which can be used interchangeably, uh, discussion. Uh, this podcast needed some proper soccer banter because it's in quite a sad state, if I do admit. Um, as one of your larger U.S.-based soccer aficionados, you know, I've played and watched it my entire life up to this point. Um, definitely a bigger fan than you are, Bart Winkler. Um, I was actually in Manchester for the latter half of my... Okay, are we contributing? Okay. I'm going to let you play this out, but we're trying to dick measure soccer fandom here? Okay, okay, no, okay, okay. Let's see where this goes. Watching my beloved Manchester City football club not only win the Champions League, uh, but also the fucking treble. Oh, you like Man City. You're one of those. Uh, anyway, the following items needed to be addressed. Um, when it comes to the Goodland FC, SC discussion, um, you know, Goodland is literally what the word Milwaukee means. And Goodland, especially trailed by either SC or SC, would be such a great name for a football club in the city. You know, it adds some flavor in representing, quite literally, Milwaukee Football Club or Soccer Club. Um, you know, across the globe, in many soccer leagues, most clubs are named after their respective municipality or, you know, uh, neighborhood. But also have unofficial nicknames, you know, not in the typical American fashion where 14 names are location XYZ followed by some stupid animal or object. You know, look around the EPL, starting with Man City, um, who are also known as the Citizens. Chelsea FC are known as the Blue Devils. West Ham Football Club, who you supposedly support. Um, what the fuck is that? What What is with this? Where are you? What? what first of all, you're saying, I'm going to let this finish. You're saying, I've talked about this. Where's the animosity coming from? Bucky. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. The Hammers. Arsenal are known as the Gunners. Man United, fuck them, are also known as the Red Devils. Uh, secondly, um, Bayern Munich, or in German, Bayern München, football club, quite literally translates to Bavaria Munich football club. Bayern means Bavaria which is the German state in which Munich resides. My lady's from Germany, and I've had discussions with her family about this. Thirdly, your club, quote-unquote, West Ham. What the fuck? I'm like, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get this. I, I really don't get that. I'm really pissed off. I'm not I'm – I'm pissed off. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You, you took a jab at me for supposedly liking West Ham once when I, I don't what, – what more do you need me to do? Do I have to like? Do I have to be? Do I have to blow bubbles all the time, man? What the fuck? Well, I don't get. I don't. What, why can't I like? What the fuck, dude? Um. And then you're gonna be like, oh, I was just, I was just joking. No, you, you, you've got something worked up in your voice. Where's this going? I think he's from Germany, and I've had discussions with their family about this. Thirdly, your club, quote unquote. West Ham that I bet you watch maybe three times a year. Um, well, certainly did not win a made-up tournament. You know, the Conference League falls below Champions League and Europa League in the pecking order, sure. But, um, but I assure you that while I was in London, the Hammers fans were not celebrating like it was made up. Um, winning any European club tournament is quite an accomplishment, especially for West Ham, where they had much success at the plate. Fourthly, um, the MLS stinks, period. You know, it hardly cracks the top five leagues. Okay, he got cut off there. He called back. I'll let him finish. Okay, a light joke about it being made up. It's The tournament's like three years old. It's a light joke about my own team. They, Jesus. Dude, I, I, this, is, this, is, this is some... 
I, I'm, I'm, I don't get it. I really, I'm, what, I don't, do I even want to play the rest of this? God damn it. Uh, Bart, sorry. Um, it appears I was cut off, but um, where was I? I think I was ranting about the MLS. So as I was saying, you know, the MLS, uh, quite frankly, is a pretty terrible league. I understand it's sort of in a developmental phase, but, you know, as I was saying, it hardly cracks the top five in terms of leagues across northern, central, and southern America. Um, it's not even the best league in uh, North America or CONCACAF. Uh, I would argue that Liga MX, which is the Mexican league, um, is far superior. You know, they're constantly pulled from Liga MX. Liga MX is on a down. I'm I'm fucking pissed. I got to get back on my meds. I am fucking so pissed. I don't know, Bucky, if it's your tone. I I, I am I am just so mad at you. You are being you're you're coming at me like I'm like you're being some sort of soccer elitist. You are you are doing and saying. You're saying all these things, which this is why people this is why people don't like soccer. You are you're preaching. Is this what it's like to be preached at? MX are constantly winning the Concacaf Champions League. Sure, there are a few MLS teams drizzled here and there, uh, as champion or you know who are crowned as champions for the Concacaf Champions League. But largely, it's Liga MX who's reigned superior. They have in, won in that tournament Concacaf. a lot. Yes. Um, I would also argue that you know Liga MX aside. Uh, the Brazilian League, the Argentinian League, the Uruguayan League uh, are miles better than MLS. I never said um, it was good. Nonetheless, I do agree with you that the MLS could benefit tremendously from relegation promotion. Uh, I think that's sort of a no-brainer. So teams such as Forward Madison could compete, uh, uh, you know, to honestly replace a team who's kind of thinking it up in the MLS. Um, but that's not, that, that, I wouldn't say that that's the MLS's only problem. Um, but, you know, I'll save my commentary on MLS and uh, the state of U.S. soccer for an uh, entirely different rant. Um, lastly, you mentioned that a player named David Silva, <laughs> who shined for New York City SC after moving from Manchester City. Um, his name is actually pronounced David Silva, uh, and he's a fucking Man City legend. Holy fuck, Bucky, you are being an asshole. Uh, in Manchester, for heaven's sake, so please pronounce it correctly. Um, and next time you want to talk proper football, mate. Oh my God! What, what was that real? So 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 what happened was I was talking about MLS, and yes, I could talk more soccer. I've always talked soccer at a not like a I'm Gus Johnson on Fox trying to explain it to a monkey, but I know that people have a soft understanding of soccer, and I'm not going to start to dig into the intricacies of Liga MX on any platform I'm on because I don't think that that is where. So, okay. So I'm going through MLS guys off the top of my head. And because I called David Silva, David, David Silva, David Silva, cause you're a man city fan, man city fans. Oh, but I liked them when they were, yeah, sure you did. So I, I, I made it and then, wow. Bucky, you know, I like you. You've been a great contributor to the show. You and I got to hash this out because that voicemail was, you, you took me off guard. You really did. I'm, I'm, I am. Wow. So you, you, what, what I said, David, instead of David, and now you're questioning how much I like soccer and that if I even like West Ham, what the fuck? I think that's the show today, guys. What the fuck?